everyone welcome back to the business growth advantage i'm very excited for today because number one this is all liz's idea but there's something that we teach that really lights me up it works insanely well and it's something that i always lose sight of whenever i come up with okay what are things that i can share with all of you and when we hopped into the waiting before we went live today, Liz was like, oh my gosh, Joey, we need to talk about this one thing. And I was like, oh yeah, we do. This is one thing we haven't talked about yet. So the power here, and I just want to set the stage. You might be feeling excited to build your team, but you don't really see yourself as a manager or a very inspiring person. The idea of showing up, being with more and more team members just seems like it's weighing you down. It's not something that you're looking forward to. And you might also be like Liz thinking, okay, what can I do to carve out space with my team that shows that me and my brand cares about them, that we want them to feel and be seen and heard, but we don't have a lot of time together and we really need to focus on the business stuff. Yeah. Yeah. I know in our next level CEO calls, I've been just like dying to tell some of this story for lack of a better word and jumped on. I was like, Joey, I know what we need to talk about today. <laughs> we need to talk about finding your 10. And you guys are probably like, what does that even mean? And let me rewind a little. So yeah. I started having my own team meetings, like being under the hood of Joey's team really inspired me to start taking action in my own team in a different way. And we had an overlapping team member who was like, I love how Joey does this mood rating and positive focus. I'm like, yes, I've seen him do that too. Mm -hmm. Like, how can we incorporate that? So we started incorporating just mood rating, positive focus when you start the meeting, but I didn't really, I hadn't gone through next level CEO. So I hadn't really been taught this from a leadership level. And I would have team members that are like, oh, well, I'm seven, or I had a bad weekend, or I had a bad morning, the kids made me grumpy. And I knew that I had an opportunity here to be a better leader and figure out how do I hold space for my team to be human beings and have problems and feel seen and feel heard, but also acknowledge that this is only a 30 minute meeting and we can't spend 15 minutes of it, like going around in a circle talking about what's not going well for us in our personal life. Like, what have I done here? Yeah. <laughs> and it all changed when I went through Next Level CEO and Joey explained so simply, I don't know why I didn't realize this, that it's not always about being a 10 all the time, but a 10 being like your mood rating, you're a 10 out of 10, but really taking anything that's less than a 10 and you like 
leave it at the door. So you're just finding your 10 for that meeting so that you can bring that best version of yourself to the meeting. So we're not not acknowledging the humanoid parts of our team, but we're just encouraging them to find that best version of themselves, that leader within for the next 30 minutes. Here's the transformation that I've seen it have with our team and with people that I consult with and work with. I found that if you just, without any context, say, hey, how is your day going? Zero out of 10. Most people, they start thinking from a five. Mm-hmm. Okay, today, so far, it's been average, right? And then if it's really good, you go above five. And if it's not so great, you go below five. And people start to say, my mood rating for today is a blank because this is what the day has looked like. Mm -hmm. And when I have facilitated groups without extra context around it, just like you said, Liz, a lot of people are like, I'm at like a three out of five today. The dog just peed in the house and I had to clean it up and something else just happened, but I'm grateful that I'm here. Yeah. And we would just kind of move on. But it really shifts when all of a sudden the norm is the 10 Mm -hmm. and everybody starts from an assumption of a 10. And I think that you put the words in my mouth, Liz, of this idea of finding the 10 and leaving the rest at the door. It's so great because I think even if we're having a bad day, it is so helpful to come up with something that you are genuinely grateful for and allow that to bring you to a 10. When you lead your team meetings from a genuine 10, you give others permission to do the same. You're leading by example. And as your company grows, you cannot be in team meetings and still have this sense of culture where everybody is usually at a 10, maybe a nine. Yeah. Right? And I was like, I know Joey's doing something because every meeting, everybody's a 10 out of 10. Like, I'm a happy, positive person. Why is my team not a 10 out of 10, right? And it's because, like you said, naturally, we don't start there. But I want to talk about this, like, stigma or elephant in the room of, like, toxic positivity, right? Mm -hmm. And, like, how can we differentiate this concept of finding your 10 from toxic positivity? And I think about, we're talking about leadership. We're talking about running team meetings. We're talking about running a business. We are talking about being the best version of ourselves. And when we think of somebody that we truly admire and they take the stage, they are not stepping onto that stage as a seven or an eight, right? And that doesn't mean that they didn't have a hard morning or that they don't have a sick family member or they don't have kids that are stressing them out. But you better believe when they take the stage they find their 10 and that's how we have to operate as business owners as we're taking the stage. Love this. And to take that one next step further, imagine that you are running something like a conference or a summit and you paid for someone to come in and speak to your people. Yes. Do you want how they're showing up to depend on how good or bad their morning was or what they had for breakfast? Right. Exactly. Exactly. And that doesn't mean that we can't create space, right? Right. Like I know in the Slack channel, we have out of office space. This is an appropriate place to be like, I'll be out of office. Like I have a doctor's appointment or my kid has a medical appointment. doesn't mean there's no talking about real life allowed. But when we have this sacred 30 minutes 
it needs to come from that inner leadership level for every team member that's present. If you're hearing this and you're like, all right, Liz and Joey, you positive people, will this really work? I want to run a quick thought experiment through to you. So imagine that you're in a classroom, like 30 students in this classroom, and you're last and everyone is going through this exercise. And everyone is the first, we'll do this the first time everyone gives themselves. And when they ask the question, you're like, you know what? I had a pretty good day today. But then you hear one, one, two, one, one, two. It gets to you. Mm -hmm. How do you feel about saying, oh, no, I'm actually at a 10? Like, I'm awesome today. There's some peer pressure there, right? To go with the group, to not be the one that is so not there. On the other end, if you're in that classroom and everyone is 10, 10, 10, nine, but only because this one thing happened and they're still getting over it, but okay, 10, 10, 10. Now there's a sense of the norm being shifted. Mm -hmm. And so what you're doing is you're getting your people to say, okay, if you were thinking five, how can we influence you to at least go up to a six instead of down to a four? Mm -hmm. And the other thing that was a real game changer and was a byproduct of this that I did not see coming is when you find the 10, you create the 10. Mm -hmm. So I can't tell you how many times I've woken up on the wrong side of the bed, had kind of a lousy morning, but then I go into Zoom, Liz or Caitlin or Jamie or Rainer or someone on the team is happy leading the meeting. And they're like, all right, Joy, mood writing, positive focus. And just out of muscle memory, I'm like 10 out of 10 grateful for whatever, by the end of that meeting, I've done a complete 180 in terms of my mindset. Yes. Yep. And we hear this all the time when people are in a job that they love. And even when I was a photographer, I would feel that sense of like, oh, I've got to leave my house and pack all my gear and like go entertain. But you better believe I would always come home in a 10x better mood because yeah. I had to find that 10 to give my clients the best possible experience. And it really helps us embody it. And that doesn't mean that everything's perfect and just think happy thoughts and everything's right. fine. But imagine what becomes possible when you're just striving for that 10, you're constantly searching for the 10. Yeah. What's coming up in our group, and I'm trying to figure out the most effective, like nice way of saying this, when we think about how we want to show up in the world, I think sometimes without knowing it, we're answering that question in three different ways. There's this sense of how am I showing up on social and marketing in a way that's going to inspire others, to support others, to show them that I'm there. There's this sense of how am I showing up in a way that is being authentic and engaged citizen and aware of what's happening. And then Third, if you have a team or if you see yourself as not just a social media influencer, but as a leader, okay, what is my duty and responsibility here in terms of how I'm showing up because I'm being of service? Mm -hmm. And it's making me more and more clear that there are these three different groups when we talk about this idea of finding your 10, mm -hmm. because we're kind of getting a sense of a pulse check on how is your day? Because from a more personal, being an engaged citizen standpoint, acknowledge 
the pain that is out there. Acknowledge privilege and equity and various other things and be mindful of those things. In terms of speaking to your audience, your social media, there's an idea there of how can I be selectively vulnerable? Mm-hmm. I don't want to show how helpful is it for me to show everybody who's looking up to me these wounds that I haven't figured out how to resolve that I haven't healed yet. And it really changed my mind on things when I started to hear business owners coaching other business owners saying, yes, you want to be authentic and real online, but there is a danger to being super real and authentic about current problems that you're struggling with and going into detail on it because that's not as helpful to who's following you. Mm -hmm. And yes, you can say we're going through whatever, but ideally people are in that case tend to look up to you for solutions, for inspiration, for what you're doing. And so those fresher wounds that have since healed over are really great things to be real and to talk about. And in this group of being a leader, yes, again, acknowledge privilege. Yes, acknowledge past wounds and be careful there. But we have a responsibility to our team to be the most inspiring that we can possibly be in the room. Yeah. To be leading the force so that the people on the team are becoming better team members and are more likely to stay than to choose to work somewhere else. Yep. And whether people admit it or not, they want to be surrounded with positive energy influence. And this is a little bit off topic, but what you said about vulnerability this morning, I was just thinking about my content and like, whenever I feel like stuff is stale or not as engaging, I ask myself, is it vulnerable? Is it polarizing? Mm. Or is it wildly valuable? Mm. And anything that is not those is just vanilla marketing. Yeah. Oh, that's such a good litmus test. (laughs) And you'll be seeing that coming out in my content over the next couple of days or weeks. But I was like, it really is that simple. And that's not easy for us all. I'm a vulnerable person when it comes to business. I go first, I take risks, I put myself out there. Like vulnerability isn't always, let's cry about the hard things in our life, right? But I don't tend to be as like dramatic and hot and cold and up and down. Like I'm pretty even keeled, like keep it simple kind of person. So I have to remind myself, bring the drama a little bit, like mm-hmm. be polarizing, be vulnerable or else you're just, you know, being the girl next door. <laughs> right. It's a tough thing. And I can relate to feeling hesitant towards that and struggling with it. But yeah, I think that sometimes people think that polarizing means like, mean or complaining or other things that are like, oh, that's not who I am. Mm-hmm. But it can just be attention grabbing, right? Yeah. Like it can just belief be... shifting. Yeah. 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 Gosh, I... what were we just talking about this morning where I was like, they're nailing their marketing. <laughs> I can't remember what it was. It was on our next level CEO call. Oh, Planet Fitness. Like, oh, yes. We we're having this whole conversation of like, is it judgy? Is it not judgy? Is it judgy? The fact that we're having this conversation, yes. they're nailing their marketing, right? That's so funny. <laughs> That's so funny. Yeah. Like I said at the beginning, I was expecting this to be a shorter episode and we don't have to go much longer. But 
Liz, I'm so grateful that you brought this to the top of our to-do list because you're so right that this is a real secret weapon strategy that I hope business owners start to use. I know there's no shortage of templates and agendas for when you want to start meetings and you don't have to say mood rating and a positive focus, but following that principle of how can we lead with this sense of finding that positivity and finding who we need to be in the room for this to be an effective and high integrity and fun and positive place. The finding your tennis is a really way to achieve all the above. Yeah. And it's taking every opportunity to become better leaders and to be a scientist of that experiment. And another example of this was in my business, just to wrap things up. So it's not just a mood rating. It's more than that. I was doing a, like a Friday wrap type of post and everybody on my team would say, what was a win for the week? What's one thing they learned and what was a barrier? And the problem or the thing that was frustrating me was with their barriers. It wasn't, I'm waiting for Liz to answer this question, or I'm waiting for the designer to finish this. It was my other business kept me busy or I didn't have daycare. And I mm. noticed that I was taking on these feelings of like guilt that this is about my business, right? I'm asking for your Friday wrap about my business. Yeah. And I had to really lean into, okay, how can I coach them and inspire them to answer these questions a little bit differently? So they're thinking about like, what's actually helpful for the team to see? Not that I don't care, mm. right? That your other business kept you busy or you didn't have daycare. It's not that I don't care, but what is the most productive thing how can they find their 10, even in just answering questions like that? Right. Yeah. And I can't let you be like, oh, I mastered it and everything's great now. We fell off the wagon of doing that technique. But that's just another example of as the leader being able to look at something and say, this isn't really helpful. This isn't the direction I want to go. How can I tap into my inner Joey and figure out what's the best way to get a stronger result here? <laughs> So, oh gosh, you're too kind. Well, on all of these notes, as you may know, we are putting together an amazing free training experience in March, where we'll be talking about this topic and more, but it's really how to delegate your way to a stress-free scaling business. And I've made some whispers about it, and we've already got, I think, over 20 people signed up. Yeah. I'm hoping to get about 300 people for this. Training. I nudged you or I nudged Joey to have this tiny micro conversation because it's a little, it's a little thing that, that he actually incorporates effortlessly and probably didn't know it was like a teaching moment mm -hmm. if I hadn't told him, but as a business owner, like this was huge, like milestone. And mm -hmm. I think just the free training and your program is snowball of these little micro valuable no. like leadership moments. So sign up for the free training. It's going to be, it's going to be great. Well, thanks Liz. I'll put the show notes around things. We're working on ways to make it easier and easier to get signed up for this, but yeah, it, it's looking more and more like we can expect about 300 people to be joining. So you'll be in good company when you sign up. Oh my gosh. So exciting. And two other things I want you to share, Joey, tell everyone where you are because your background looks different. Okay. <laughs> I am in Punta Gorda. Florida. And I'm going to be here for the entire month of February. I'm actually 
not working at all much on the indie law firm side. And I'm spending most of my time here really prepping for this training in March. I love it. I know you've shared it on Facebook, but I think sometimes there might be listeners that didn't catch it. And then also we just made a pretty exciting shift with your email platform. So just remind everyone that if your emails are looking different, it's because we're Mm. leveling up. Yes, we are. We made a big shift in terms of how our emails are reaching our audience. So yes, if you are already on our list, our emails are probably going to look a little bit different, hopefully way more valuable as well moving forward. Um, I mentioned that and some people were like, oh my gosh, tell me all the things. Why did you make the switch? What did you switch to? What do you recommend? So in addition to the March training, I also am planning a just like a Zoom call debrief where I can walk anybody who's interested through the decisions that we made, why we made them, and my own debrief after we've completed that transition. Yeah. I just wanted to make sure everyone had that opportunity because there's going to be some some cool learning moments oh, thanks, there. Thanks, Liz. Well, thanks, Joey, for having me. It's always one of my favorite things that I look forward to wow. every other week. Well, same, same. All right, that'll do it for, for this time. I'll catch you guys all next time on the Business Growth Advantage. All right, that'll do it for this week's episode of the Business Growth Advantage with me, Joey C. Vitale. Thanks for tuning in. I'll see y'all next week. Learn the-